everyone, it is week 13 of the year 2020. I'm Father Roderick, and we're still living in Corona times, and it is still just as hard as it was last week to, you know, adapt to the new situation, to stay inside. I've been inside for, well, probably 95% of the time. Yesterday, for the first time in three days, I went outside for just 20 minutes to get some groceries. And that's all. I haven't even been outside for a walk anymore because I had these, you know, cold symptoms, coughing, a little bit of a runny nose, sneezing from time to time. It's probably just, you know, allergies or maybe a lingering mild cold. Nothing special, but you just want to prevent any chance that you're contributing in the spread of this virus. The situation in the Netherlands seems to be stabilizing a little bit. It's pretty bad. We've still got like 70 people that died today. Last last week, it's been ongoing like that. Um, there are a couple of hundred people uh, admitted to the hospitals. But according to experts, we're approaching kind of the, the peak. So maybe the curve will be flatten, flattening a little bit more in the upcoming days. We've had some more stringent rules uh, at the beginning of this week, we're no longer uh, allowed to gather outside at all, not even when you're keeping your distance. So uh, groups of more than three people, even if they keep their distance, are forbidden and are actually fined. It's not as bad as in uh, a country like Spain or, or Italy where you cannot leave your house anymore unless you have a very, very important specific reason there are lots and lots of um, limitations to what people can do it's not as bad here yet although they're currently monitoring the situation looking at the way uh, the the spread of the virus evolves um, to determine whether to uh, keep the situation as is loosen up a little bit or take even more drastic measures I, I just hope that we can keep the situation as is but um it does take its toll, and if you try to stay inside, it's probably have the same experience. Um, it's it's hard to be inside all the time, and uh, I I don't know. If, to me, it seems to me like like my my entire system is kind of slowing down all of a sudden. It's I'm very tired uh, during the days. I sleep much more. Um, it's almost as if like the body is screeching to a halt. And uh, I don't have that much energy um, to, to be creative. Eat, uh, uh, and and um, every time I think that, well, now may, may be a good time to do something creative, uh, seems like, you know, the, the energy is just lacking. <coughs> Excuse me, that's just a coughing that's still, still there. Hmm. Anyway, things could have been worse. And... Maybe it's just this, this change of situation that, that I'm uh, currently suffering of a little bit. It's nothing compared to what people in the rest of the world are going through, uh, especially those that are uh, infected, that are ill, or that have family members or friends that are currently ill. Um, I just wanted to give you an update today on the situation here at the rectory. Uh, and let me start by telling you a little bit how I'm trying to adapt the this this rectory for work. I was always uh, working at the office 
really try to separate work and my private life as much as possible. Well, that is no longer the case. Um, I have to work from home and I just don't want to go to the office anymore because it's not, I'm not the only person who is using those those rooms or the, the building there are parishioners walking around there and uh, not to mention that in, in order to go to the office i have to go outside which is just not recommended right now uh what i did was i took a lot of the equipment to the rectory and i'm currently setting up a few corners i think i talked about this a little bit more in my other shows as well um so right now i'm sitting at this small desk i've got the, the roadcaster in front of me and then above it, on this little stand, um, it's a bamboo stand that I bought at Ikea's last year. Um, I've, I've got the MacBook Air, so that's a little bit higher up. So the screen is kind of at the level of my eyes in order to prevent a bad uh, working attitude. And then on top of the MacBook Air, I have my Logitech webcam that I'm using for the green screen streaming. If you've uh, watched the recording of my weekly podcast, you may have seen that I've uh, created this, you know, green screen background and replaced it with uh, the Shire or actually Bag End. Looks nice. I'm pretty happy with uh, the setup. It lacks lights, though. I'm just using the light streaming from the windows, which during the day is fine, but in the evenings I wouldn't be able to... Uh, to do any green screen stream streaming here. So I'll probably have to set up uh, lights here. The, the only thing is I, I do have uh, two light kits. Um, one that I originally bought for TV work, but that light kit currently is in the church um, to light the altar and the ambo and the rest of the church. So I cannot use that. I don't want to, you know, it's, it's pretty impossible to, pretty much impossible to, 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 you know, keep moving them from the church to the studio. So I just leave them there. Um, I do have a second light kit uh, that we could purchase because the other one actually uh, is damaged. Uh, one of the spots fell on the ground floor and it broke something. So we got, uh, we, we, we've, we had insurance for a uh, total replacement. So I now have a second set. So the first set is not completely broken, but it was broken enough for the insurance company to uh, uh, give us permission to buy a new set. That one is still in, in the box. The downside of, the, of those light kits are th that they are actually meant for additional lighting. So for instance, if you're, if you're filming, a, um, let's say, in a monastery and you want to uh, interview a monk and you want to do that you have you found this beautiful place in the church and it's got nice light streaming from the windows but the 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 the, the place where you want to film the interview for for the composition because the comp composition looks nice is in the shadow and doesn't have good lighting that that's where you you take the light kit and you add some some extra highlights and some you know basic lighting if it's the only light kit that you use uh, or the only lights it's not that good. It's very concentrated light, bundles of light. I used so, uh, the spots for some of my YouTube videos a couple of weeks ago. And it looks nice, but the rest of the room is completely dark. And it just creates this kind of gloomy atmosphere. Whereas I think visually what I like is, you know, just have this daylight 
feel to the videos that I make, even though it may not always be daylight when I'm filming them. So I'm looking into uh, getting another light kit, uh, one that I actually recommended to uh, Greg and Jennifer Willits, who are um, currently streaming the rosary every day, and they were looking into solutions, so I gave them some advice um, on which cameras to use, and, and so they got one of those light kits. So I'll, I'll have to get back to them and see if they're happy with uh, what they purchased. And then I'll install it. So bit by bit, I'm just gradually getting more equipment. Uh, I don't want to go overboard. But I do notice now now may be a good time to really set up. Like at the office, I've been in this kind of intermediate uh, situation for a long time. There was so much other work that I needed to do that I couldn't really build these nice sets um, and I just kind of messed around with existing equipment, sometimes not really suitable equipment. But now that I have more time and I'm kind of stuck here, I want to make things better and just gradually, and I have time to do some research and figure out what would be a good setup. And hopefully by the time that this whole Corona situation is over, um, we can use this for, you know, for the rest of our productions. So it's a little bit of extra work right now, but it's also maybe the best time for me to uh, to research what I need and to set it up properly. Uh, one of the things that I did was I, I put the, um, uh, the editing PC that I used to edit my documentaries, my TV shows, my YouTube videos. I uh, put that PC, I brought it from the from the office to uh, to the rectory. Um, I wasn't able to bring the chairs and the desks we have professional desks uh, but those are very heavy and i didn't want to ask other people to help me because well we have to keep our distance so that will have to wait until it's safe again to uh, involve other people but i'm using these small cheap tables that i bought at ikea i i think it they, they're just like 15 bucks or 20 bucks a piece they're not that ideal but they do have the regular working desk height um, and I may go to the office next week and get myself a few more of our, you know, professional office chairs because right now I'm sitting on this old chair that I found here in the attic and it's just it's a little bit too low and it doesn't give you good dorsal um, support. So uh, it, it, it makes me kind of slouch over the computer and, and, and that causes all sorts of problems. So I got the... Editing computer downstairs. Uh, I also brought the big uh, widescreen monitor, which is really a pleasure to work on. It's a it's a really high resolution monitor, much easier on the eyes than the tiny MacBook screen that I'm currently looking at. This 11 inch tiny screen it's it's, it's even smaller than my iPad, uh, and and it's kind of far away because of the of the Logitech webcam. My eyes are just not you know. <laughs> suitable for this kind of equipment anymore um the only downside and i noticed this right away i was like wow okay this the, the editing computer is the most powerful computer that we have because uh it was built um a la carte uh, just last year i think specifically for you know streaming stuff and and editing so it's got pretty fast uh, i7 processors and a, a reasonably good graphics card not as powerful as the one that is in my computer here upstairs so i may, I may swap those graphics card cards uh, bring the more powerful one in the computer downstairs and the other one upstairs um 
So I figured that is actually a pretty good place for me to do the streaming of the games because I've got a much bigger monitor. One of the issues that I ran into when I was streaming on YouTube was uh, just the limitations of an HD screen. If you run any program, that fills up the entire screen. But the the whole idea of streaming live is the interaction. So you want to be able to read the comments. Um, so the only way for me to do that so far was to uh, make a much smaller window of the game that I was playing, for instance. Uh, so I just brought it back to 720p. And that would give me just about enough space to read the comments, more or less. It wasn't ideal. Um, but of course, it, that kind of also downgrades the overall quality of the of the video stream. So I thought, well, now that I have the big computer downstairs, I could do some streaming. And I started up a Star Wars game and began, and the Wi-Fi just couldn't connect. And so it, it disconnected like halfway after 20 minutes, it disconnected, and I just disappeared for the people that were watching. Very frustrating. Um, and it turns out that the reason that the Wi-Fi wasn't good enough there is that uh, we kind of had to do a very complicated setup here to get Wi-Fi at all. The main connecting, uh, or the main, how do you say that, like the hub where, where the Wi-Fi enters the house is not in the rectory, but it is in the hallway of the, of the, of the church building. And so uh, in order even to get um, a router on my side of the door, so to speak, was to, we had to bring a cable through the, kind of the, um, the basement, it's not really a basement, but there is kind of this, this uh, open space underneath the floor, that they brought a cable into the house, and then they used the chimney, I'm not kidding you, the, the, we don't use the chimneys at all, because it's, but this is a 100 year old building, so in, in, in the past, these chimneys were necessary to get any heating at all, but uh, now they're kind of just sitting there. Um, they brought the cable, the UTC cable, through the chimney all the way up to the attic. Because uh, since it's also a pretty big rectory, I needed at least two access points in two rooms here. Um, one is the room where I'm currently sitting. That's the kind of the place where I thought that I would be doing a lot of computer work, which turns out that is the case. And then another one in the room next door, or next next to this one, uh, also in the front part of the house, where I wanted to create this, you know, hobby room, and that's where I did a lot of the Lego streaming. So those are the only two rooms with internet connections. The best, the easiest way to do that was to first go to the attic, and then that attic is not in use, so you can just take a wire to the place where you want to bring it down again make a hole in the ceiling, and that's where they lowered the, the UTC cable and, and made a connector. We thought that was very smart, because down the stairs, I didn't really need that much. We needed a little bit of Wi-Fi, so in on one of the access points, I, I put a Wi-Fi router, and the floors here are, are wooden floors. The house is, again, pretty old, so the floors are pretty... Um, uh, since since it's wood, it it passes the the Wi-Fi signal passes through much easier than if this were to be um, a concrete building like the office building uh, where I used to live. So uh, I put one Wi-Fi router, wireless wa router in in 
like the most the room that is most central to in let's say in comparison to the entire building but unfortunately that's not i mean that's good enough to get to the kitchen that's where i usually have internet um but it doesn't reach the sunroom and that's where i put up this big computer and and the computer and the table it's so much stuff that that that's really the only place where i can put it right now on the first on the ground level floor so um i have a parishioner who is very familiar with uh you know all this this wi-fi stuff it's his job and so i i called him was like can you help <laughs> we need to we need to somehow do you know put more repeaters in the house and then he's like well i'm at home with cold symptoms so i'm not allowed to leave the house so there's nothing i can do uh i i can see the problem um and i also understand what's going on but you know we're, we really have to wait for me to get better before we can try to fix this but in the meantime he said just get a cable and uh connect it to one of the uh connection points uh, on the first floor and bring the bring the cable all the way down through the rectory to the sunroom and he recommended uh, uh like a very fast utc cable because these are big distances so first i had to measure like how how much cable do i need and at first i'm like well you know 10 meters maybe a little bit more 15 meters well it turns out i need 30 meters and that is the longest cable that i could buy at amazon so i got a 30 meter cable how, how many feet is that let me just convert that real quick here um 30 meters is uh let's say foot for my american listeners it is n almost a hundred feet <laughs> that is very very long <laughs> A hundred feet. It's actually ninety-eight feet and five inches. Anywho, uh, so the cable arrived this morning, and it—I just barely made it. So it's connected right here in this room, just a few centimeters from where I'm sitting, and it goes through the room, through the hallway, over the stairs, uh, runs through the small hallway, down the stairs, through the living room, and past the, the, the dining table and then through the doors to the sunroom and then crosses the sunroom in a diagonal way and then it can barely reach the back of the editing PC. But it works. It works. And I now have like a super fast internet connection on that computer. It's 500 megabit per second uh, up and down. So that's really, really fast. Um, and definitely fast enough to do any kind of streaming. So now I'm I'm finally settled, and I I was kind of starting to worry that people wouldn't understand why I suddenly stopped doing stuff for my YouTube channel, um, because even though I couldn't really find the time to do the like the reviews or the Star Wars videos, I always figured well as long as I do the streaming, I can connect with the YouTube audience, so it's not a big deal. But then I couldn't stream anymore, <laughs> and uh, I was streaming in this room. But it's so dark in the evening, and I don't have, I only have like, um, what you call that? Just lights, regular IKEA lights, and they're not strong enough for, uh, for, the, for the webcam. So I didn't want to do that. And then I had the failed experiment <laughs> the other day. So tonight I absolutely am going to do some streaming on that computer. 
And you know, maybe if I if I exchange the graphics cards, that could actually be the best the best setup that I've ever had. Um, and yeah, the only thing it, I need to do is to bring the the office chair that I have here. It's not really you know good quality, but it's much better than the chair that I'm currently sitting on. Uh, I got to bring that one down the stairs so that at least when I work and when I stream, I have good support and I can uh, sit in a in a in a good at you know having with this good. It's called attitude. This good position I can position myself. Uh, at at the right right distance of the you know the right height and everything. Uh, main reason that I want to mention that is that currently I'm almost unable to work on the computer. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I did all this editing on the Australia New Zealand uh, documentaries. That was a ton of work. Three episodes, like a uh, like an hour and a half doc, uh, hour and a half long documentary that I had to produce in less than three weeks. So that was a really way too much work. And I didn't pause enough because of the time constraints. And now I'm stuck with this right arm that I'm almost unable to use. It hurts a lot. It hurts all the time. So I'm kind of already in the second, between the second and the third stage of repetitive strain injury. I've had this years ago because I've always worked on computers. So... I'm familiar with the symptoms. I'm al- I'm also familiar with the solution, and that is rest. I need to rest. I need to not work at the computer. Certainly couldn't do any editing right now. Um, and then I, of course, have to keep moving and get make sure that I do all sorts of exercises so the blood can keep flowing, etc. Um, but right now it hurts so much that it even wakes me up during the night. So I don't sleep that well. Maybe that's also one of the main reasons that I super tired all the time uh, it's because every time I turn around in bed I was like ah that hurts and I have to switch sides so it's all really linked to the this this not having the right tables and the right chairs uh, and not taking enough breaks working too way too many hours so I'm really glad that uh, Hugo is uh, is doing all the editing for the TV shows that remain and then we'll see what will happen next year. It's 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 going to be a, or next next season I should say. It's going to be so strange cuz I actually planned on on starting to film the second season of the television show in May. Um and I had already f- um thought of a of a kind of a travel series and um a little bit akin to what I did in Scotland and Ireland but to do it much more professional even and bigger and just just take two or three weeks to film everything. Of course, all that is up in the air. We have no idea when the situation is going to improve. There is no traveling. <laughs> so all, all my travel plans for the rest of the year are kind of on hold. And even if the situation improves here in Europe or in my country, it doesn't mean that it's going to be safe to travel in other countries. So, yeah. It's, it kind of messes up all my plans. And, of course, I don't want to wait too long for production to start on the second season because then I'll be stuck again with the, these these ongoing deadlines. Uh, uh, so I've been brainstorming a bit with uh, Hugo. Uh, we kind of came up with a plan B. So in case there will be 
this situation will last for several more months um, and I can't travel, I'm not going to uh, to to force myself to to make documentaries here in the Netherlands. A lot of TV channels are doing that right now. Like everything you watch on TV is Corona related, and <laughs> I think in a couple of months from now we're going to be so sick of that. <laughs> we want to see something else. Um, uh, but if the situation doesn't change, well, what am I going to do? Uh, what we came up with is to do like a retrospective series. Looking back on on all these years that I've been traveling and I've been discovering stuff, there is still a ton of material that we never aired, never edited, and do new interviews where I look back and maybe some other people that are in the videos can also look back. So as, as you can imagine, I've a lot of material from the summer vacations that I spent with the three other priests. Um, and a lot of the early material dates back to the years when we were just ordained. I was 20, 28 years old. That's that's how how long ago uh, I was. I already started filming and taking pictures. So there would be enough material to do. I think a very interesting kind of retrospective, looking back on our, you know, the first twenty five years of our priesthood and and create something out of that. Um, there is also a lot of the footage from my my own pilgrimage to Santiago that I was never able to show. Um, and uh, ah, so so much other material. But you need to kind of spice it up a little bit. You need to uh, make a new narrative. I can't just take the same story that I told last year or two years ago and kind of spread it out over four or five episodes. I, I don't think that would be very interesting. But that that's the advantage of storytelling. You can take illustrations and that's what the the footage is and and spin a new narrative around it um so that's that's kind of the plan b um and there will be a time soon that we'll have to make a decision and start working on this because that that is mm, maybe more work than if we would just be able to go and travel and do interviews we'll see um what else was there let me see i've got a little list here Small list of topics. Um, this morning, I've been trying out uh, another service that I had heard about quite a bit during these corona weeks, and that is Zoom. Zoom is a bit similar to Google Hangouts, some of the features of Skype, or I assume that Microsoft has similar uh, functionality as well. Zoom is, is used a lot right now for classes for uh, by schools. Um, and it's a free service. Maybe you're already familiar with it. I have not really looked into it that much. Um, where it uses your webcam, uh, also your uh, PC screen or or Mac. In my case, it can even you can even use it on mobile devices, phones, or tablets. Um, and you can set up uh, a let's say a virtual classroom. You you can have people join you. They can speak with you, so it's a bit like a, I don't know, like a master class or a online seminar software. Um, but it's really easy to use. I like it a lot. And the thing that sealed the deal for me was the ability that it has to use an iPad, if you use it on a Mac, via this screen sharing technology that is built in the Apple, Apple hardware. 
and use that as a second screen. So, um, and unfortunately with my Mac, uh, with my iPad, I can't do that. But uh, the more recent Macs or iPads, I should say, have this ability to uh, draw on the screen with a with a pen. Um, and so you could use your iPad as a drawing board or like a whiteboard. And that got me thinking, again, considering that this situation may last for weeks, if not months, is it, can I come up with some ideas for teaching videos that would use Zoom? Because you can record an entire Zoom session like that. And use that second device to, for instance, do like a, a PowerPoint presentation and talk over it. This is all stuff that I could do on a on one computer as well, just using more conventional software. But I love the interaction of this. The fact that you are able to involve the people that are that are watching and uh, let them speak as well. So very interesting. If you have some experience with this, uh, let me know what, what, what you think. Um, I I don't. I'm not sure about the iPad. Uh, I could use the current iPad that I have, of course, for kind of like Pages, like the Apple version of of uh, what is it, uh, PowerPoint. But I also like that idea of being able to scribble on a screen or make some do some drawings. There, there were lots of things. But I again, I just want to think this through before I start anything, uh, just because. Well, I don't want to overload my schedule. It's. Uh, there's a lot to do as it is. Um, I've also been uh, setting up or making some tests with uh, doing some tests with Lego filming. Um, I still want to record small stories, and I think I found a way to kind of uh, use the Canon M50 with the the f2 lens that I have on it, so I can do these really nice, almost macro close-ups of the of the figurines. And I'm trying to work with like transparent Lego rods to kind of move the characters in screen and and uh, use some of the Lego houses that I have or buildings as a backdrop. Uh, the first few try, uh, the first few tests, I should say, are quite promising. It looks really nice, very colorful. Um, what makes it hard is you got to come up with stories that you can. I don't want to do like stop motion animation. That is going to take way too much time. Um, so I need to kind of work with what I have and 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 make stories that are based on the encounter of a few people, maybe two or three props. Keep it super simple. Um, and I kind of have a tendency to overdo it and make make stuff way too complicated. So I need to think about easy stories to tell that are still useful for kids or f or funny. It doesn't always have to be useful. It can also just be entertaining. I think there are a lot of kids that are bored right now. So I'm thinking maybe I'll do something with the the adventures of the wondrous adventures of of uh, Father Black or something like that. Or maybe something different. Maybe it shouldn't be too too churchy. Um, but it. I'm glad that I've figured out a way to film these Lego scenes uh, relatively easily. Um, and the final thing that I'm testing right now, if I have, have a little bit more time, is the Oculus Quest. That thing has been gathering dust for a couple of months, also because of work. Um, and I played the first episode of Vader Immortal. Uh, it's a Star Wars-based virtual reality game, and it was so much better than I expected. So that is going to be uh, ample material for uh, one of my future shows. That's it for uh, today's episode of 
well, my, my show for patrons. Thank you so much for your ongoing support. And uh, keep me up to date as well as what, what, what life looks like in, in your place. I'd love to hear how things are going. If you're worried, if you have any questions, if you need any kind of support, let me know. We need to be there for each other. So thank you so much for, uh, for listening, and I will talk to you soon. Take care, and God bless.